Yeah, fuck Bell, fuck Rogers. Fuck Bell, Alexander fuck Graham me. Bell. And you know That's who I right. think is my new favorite promoter? Tell me. Fucking ghoulish, baby. Yeah, in celebration of Vince McMahon retired, we are talking about the second most successful child of a wrestling yes. promoter ever after Stephanie McMahon. That is George the Greek Thunder Ghoulish. Dylan. Here's my favorite thing about George Goulas. He has the athleticism of Linda McMahon. He has the charisma of Linda McMahon and the drinking habits of Grizzly Smith. What's very amazing about uh, George Goulas is I thought he was so much younger than he was. So George Goulas uh, is responsible for his father losing his entire business empire. What? <laughs> well, no, he's not because. Yes, he is. Didn't it his father is... be like, hey, wouldn't be sick if my son was the champ? Like that's on it's on his dad that he's like no George wins. Oh yeah 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 it's on his it's on his dad that jo that it happened but it's so fucking crazy. Like it's literally like Jeff Jarrett was like it was the perfect arrangement everything was going super good. Uh and then he was like oh one quick thing uh George is the champ and he's like what's that now? And he's like uh George is the champ and he's like absolutely not. Like the reason Jerry Jarrett fucked off was George Goulas. Like he was like Absolutely not. I do not listen to George Goulas. Like to the point, by the way, that it's document. Sorry, my I thought my computer was plugged in and it's not, so I'm trying to do that and make my part about George Ooh. Goulas. But here's the other thing: is uh, Jeff Jerry Jarrett did the same thing with Jeff. It is why um, Bill Dundee and Jerry Jarrett fell out, is because over the George Goulas thing, when Jerry Jarrett was like, "Fuck this, we're going, we're splitting off from him, we're starting our own thing," he looked at Bill and was like. You are my most trusted confidant um, because you are a disgusting, horrible person, and your son's you're a shooting, Nazi, but with an accent. And your son's shooting interviews are mostly like, "So I was dating this girl who was 17. I met her through my dad, who was dating her when she was 14. So Bill Dundee, you're a piece of shit." And but of course, Jerry Jarrett's like, "Let me tell you who my the two stars are of my organization, and that is the Pedos and Bill Dundee. <laughs> Bill Dundee first, was first. You got to be a pedophile. Second thing, I guess, in ring talent." Yeah, I mean, I guess you if, like do you do you know how to get in the ring? No, but I do have a van. You're hired. Um, no. Anyway, uh, he said, "If I do this with Jeff, I need you to tell me." And Bill Dundee's like, "Then I told him, mate," and he never talks to me the same way. I guarantee, uh, Bill Dundee didn't do it diplomatically or politely. Like, I guarantee yeah. he walked up to him and was like, "Hey, you know, it was a piece of shit. Your son suck my dick." Like, that's what I bear. I know it was that, but, but you're still, also, you're just Jeff like, Jarrett is Jeff Jarrett's a good wrestler. So it's kind yeah. of like an outlier where it's like George Goulas was bad at wrestling and Jeff Jarrett is good. Like, but not the th great. Good. The thing with Jeff, with George Goulas, and we're kind of doing this backwards, but it's so interesting, is it's not that he was a bad wrestler. Everyone gets that wrong. It was he was an annoying piece of shit. I mean, people say he was clumsy. People say he was clumsy, but what everyone actually says is, and then he told me, daddy says you have to sell. And he was just shit, but super arrogant. Like the thing with it is like, there's lots of bad wrestlers that were shit. Like Rufus T. Jones was pretty famously pretty bad. Thunderbolt Patterson, like apparently had like one move, like Ric Flair in his book said a lot of bad things. But one of the things he said was people say I can wrestle a broom and I've wrestled Thunderbolt Patterson enough to know that 
I sometimes would rather I'd wrestle a broom. Like there are active examples from the seventies of supremely bad wrestlers. None of them have no talent. And also were like a weird 40 year old daddy's boy. Like George Goulas was not a young man. He wasn't like, I always thought he was like 19. He was like, like he was a, a person who was around as an adult. And then his dad was like, and now George is in charge. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, he basically started. Uh, he became a wrestler at twenty-five. Yeah, I don't want to be. Re- I don't want to be rude, but essentially, Nick Goulas, Greek restaurant, did this. If you've ever been to a Greek <laughs> restaurant, specifically in Montreal, Montreal, most restaurants are owned by Greek people. But then, when a Greek family who owns a bunch of restaurants opens a Greek restaurant, the joke was always that's for the stupid son because he even the only thing he can't fuck up is Greek food. Was the yeah, joke? He knows, he knows too much about Greek food. I yeah. mean, honestly, I think uh, George Goulas was one of a kind and a true champion. I completely disagree with you, although I do like that Dutch Mantel refers to him as an unathletic milk bottle. <laughs> well, they all fucking hate it. I guess, why do they... Do you think it's the same thing as stand-up, where they just want to talk shit? Or is it... The it's sa- stupid. Or is it's, it like... No, 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 no. took no, no. Okay. money out of their pocket, and they're like big-braining this. But what it is, is it's both. So okay. it's like stand-up in when stand-up actually gets a villain... And everyone goes like, like there was a situation pre-COVID that we won't go, we won't explain, but I, that you remember that happened in February. Remember that over royalties and how quickly everyone organized and was like jacked. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, this is what we want to do anyway, which is make little cliques and then fight with each other. We now (laughs) have, we have a, like have justice on our side to do that. That's the same thing in the wrestling community, which is. They were like, wait a minute, Nick Goulas put his fucking shithead son as the champion? Finally something. We would complain about that anyway, but finally a reason that's legitimate. Huzzah. So we should actually talk more about Nick Goulas then, because uh, Big Fat George. Well, so Nick Nick Goulas is also very easy to explain. So basically, Christine Jarrett and Nick Goulas split the Tennessee territory. They were the two separate promoters. They worked together very, very well. Christine Jarrett slowly moved her son, Jerry, uh, into the situation. Uh, Jerry Jarrett, like all people who are second generation in the wrestling business, are conniving sociopathic dick faces. Uh, And Jerry Jarrett especially is like a weird, um, like Southern version of that. For example, uh, him and Jeff didn't speak for like 18 years. Part of the reason, of course, was uh, Jerry sold a portion of the company they started together and then appeared it, at the WWE a bunch of times with different uh, with a wrestler. And Jerry's like, I'll tell you why Jeff didn't talk to me for all that long. He's selfish. He said to me, you did this to me when I was a kid. You just left me with something I wanted to do. And let me say that. Yeah, I left his wife. I left his mother but I've been married to someone else for almost 40 years. And it's like, yeah, yeah, Jerry, that's, that's not the same thing. Actually it's different, but it's just, uh, and then Jerry just hated Nick Goulas from the beginning. And Nick Goulas was just a prominent Greek businessman in Tennessee. Uh, he was not really beloved by the wrestlers and kind of a dick cause he didn't pay very well, but good God, did he know how to run a territory? Nick Goulas was a wrestler for six years. Love it. He's a class. He's a six years. He was tag champs ever all over the place. And then literally stopped. But what the, what's amazing is there's this weird time in wrestling where that's that the promoter was like kind of a shitty wrestler dick bag. It's just weird is that era is never covered because it was like 50s, 60s. And then all wrestling, like modern wrestling fans kind of hit the 70s 
And they, like no one's like no one's showing up with a fucking Hackenschmidt t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like we'll go as far as the sheet. Well, people didn't wear those disgusting shirts. People dressed nice back in back then. No, like, no, no, no. They're not I, nice, but like No, I'm saying now though. What I'm saying is now. Like oh, okay. no one's gone as far back to be like, I need a George Hackenschmidt tur- shirt. You know what I mean? I mean, we should sell one. Why not? I'm, why don't we sell a Yukon Eric shirt also? Oh, fuck, how did Yukon Eric die again? It was brutal. It was sad, yeah, wasn't it? Although, remember when we got that nice email from one of his relatives? Like, thanks so much for talking about my great uncle. And we're like, I mean, I don't think you listened to the episode. We we're pretty mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fucking, I think he was fucking a loser. Yeah. Something happened. I feel like Daddy says sell. That's very funny. He actually did. It replaced, uh, race reportedly undersold. Nick okay. Lewis's punches so, and chops prompting. Let's talk about jo- Daddy said sell. George's career. So George gets into wrestling, I think, because he wants to. And Nick Goulas just puts him at the top of the card. And bear in mind, this is the mid 70s NWA. Like, this is the this is the NWA we all hear about from Jim Cornette. This is Harley Race drinking and driving and speeding. This is Jack Briscoe and the Funk Brothers legitimately trying to fight while doing a fake thing. This is like this is like the most cornet wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, oh, you'd kill your kid just so you could get some heat. Also, George Goulas, if you want to look at pictures of him, he is not he's not in shape at all. And the best thing about him is that even his chest hair is just only in the middle of his chest. He is He looks like a homeless dog, is what he looks like. He looks like a dying homeless dog. Like it's he does, so sad. I agree with uh Dutch Mantel. He does look like a milk bottle that someone just like kind of freely threw chest hair in the middle of. He just looks like so honestly, honestly, it's not even it, and this is not even an insult. He just looked like someone's dad who works in IT. Where you're like, oh, that guy's actually pretty tall. And then you see him at do the you, beach, and you're like, look at this guy's fucking arms. This do you know who he specifically looks like? Do you know what? In like Jack Astor's or Moxie's, there's always the manager who's been there too long. <laughs> yeah. That's who he looks like. He's like yeah, he's thin. six year old manager who fucking wants a job in corporate. Oh my god, and he's gonna get it. He's got a Honda Civic and he fucking mm. keeps it clean. Uh I get it. I get that you're leaving in a week, Brittany, but that doesn't mean we have to take all day to clean the tables. Like, seriously, I understand that you're going back to medical school, and in medical school you don't need to wear flare on your suspenders, but here at Moxie's <laughs> you do. There's no flare in Moxie. That's sorry, Jack Astor's. Sorry, sorry. Jack Astor's is uh, that place where it's like, I want to buck your dock. Then, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. I, <laughs> it is pretty cool, I gotta say. I like this is the only episode that we've ever started on topic. And oh, we're going to veer because what's so crazy about Nick and George Goulas is that Nick Goulas does not see the coup d'etat coming. He's just so focused on how good it is that his son is the champion. Like, here's what it is, is Nick Goulas is not, I don't think, an actual wrestling guy because actually rest, actual wrestling guys are like scumbag, no. weird criminals. Nick Goulas is just a entrepreneur, small city businessman which doesn't ever get talked about, but is one of my favorite types of businessmen, which is he's got a briefcase for sure. He has a lot of understanding about one or two aspects of business and the rest of it he does not consider important and ignores it to his peril, which he doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, here's one thing I really like about um, like at least wrestling promoters back then is that I feel like most of them didn't get into wrestling because like now you get into wrestling because you love it, blah, 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 and all that bullshit. But like back then, it was like, yeah, I tried selling ham tacos. Someone told me that's gross. 
And then, uh, and then I saw one big strong guy, and I said, "What if this guy wins a fake fight against a lumberjack?" If I know anything about people that are um, that have Greek lineage but live in North America, I guarantee how Nick Goulas broke into the wrestling industry is he was driving quite erratically by a gym, saw a muscly guy, and was like, "This fucking guy thinks he's better than me." Pulled over the car, got out, walked into the gym, challenged that guy to a fight. The guy's like. I'm a wrestler. Nick looked around. There was a bunch of beefy guys. And he's like, if I hire all these guys, I therefore have beaten them in a fight technically. And then he started a wrestling company. That's how Nick Goulas started it. Yeah, exactly. Or someone told him they do it. And Nick Goulas very flippantly said he could. And then that guy got mad. But then Nick Goulas actually did it. Yes, that's also that's a very good guy thing. I'll just go online and then I'll post some funny stuff and people will like it. No, they yeah. won't. It's not that easy. Oh, Christ. He did it. Yeah, so oh, yeah. It's easy. You're a fucking loser. You're a dork. I remember when I worked for a Greek family at a restaurant. Um, this part of the story I'm about to tell is in my Edinburgh show. I assume the cum monkeys are going to come and heckle me. Do not do that. But uh, I got sent home. I got sent home for a couple of days along with my manager because he has accused me of stealing a little bottle of balsamic vinegar. And I said I didn't do that. You cokehead. And then we almost had a fist fight. And the owner of the restaurant sent us home for the rest of the week with pay. And the reason why he sent John, the the other person home, I almost said their name. Uh, it's yeah. Anyway, he almost sent John? him home. Oh no, it they're gonna John. find out. Find the John. Yeah, they'll find that John. Uh, they uh, they sent him home because he's like that's crazy thing to accuse someone of, and he sent me home because he was like you stood your ground. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for you. You're not. Which is funny. What is funny too is I tried to say that on stage, and not enough people have interacted with Greek restaurant owners to know that that it was exactly how he would operate. No, well, that, obviously, like people in Europe probably don't move around as much in Europe as they would just being like, "We're going on a friggin' boat to Canada." Why? I fucking hate Greece. Yeah, because it's it like keeps almost going fascist in the 40s and 50s, and it's very economically unstable, but it's gorgeous to look at. It turns out if culturally you embrace the idea of trying to never pay tax, your country will have a lot of financial problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie Fargo was the first person that um, George Goulas formed a tag team with. Oh, is yeah. Like, this guy's like basically forming a fucking tag team with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then, but then, and then Jackie Fargo no longer wanted to team with them because he's like, oh yeah, I'm Jackie Fargo and this guy's a booger, uh, <laughs> which will come up in a second. And then who did he tag team with after that? Who did he tag with immediately? Bobby Eaton and they were called the Jet Set. No, 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 no. You're, uh, you're, um, am I skipping something? Of course, because he, he, he teams with gorgeous George Jr. Oh my God, he did! Of He's course, never I not in a tag team. Of course, I mean, they they try and hide him, and even then, people get so pissed. But yes, he he wrestles with Bobby Eaton. But this is the thing about the fact that the man has a six year career. That's the last thing he does. He wrestles with Bobby Eaton for a bit. Bobby Eaton's in a mask. They take the mask off of Bobby Eaton because they're like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. This guy's got no chin. Here he is. Like like Terry Gordy, Bobby Eaton started super young, and according to Meltzer, by the age nine, by age of nineteen, he's already like the best worker in that territory. But also, they put him under a mask because they think, oh, he looks too young. But then in, they take the mask off, they're like, oh, he's just like all around ugly. So good. Yeah. Can I say this about Bobby Eaton, which I only found out recently, and this sounds really strange, which is. Apparently, Bobby Eaton like died in the basement of his mother-in-law because he had no money. 
Cool. And it, this sounds really shitty, but it's like, I assume he just didn't tell anyone that or fucking Jim Cornette would have definitely peeled off a fucking piece for the, for literally the guy who gave Jim Cornette everything. Like if there's no Bobby mm. and there's no Jim Cornette, I got news for fucking everybody right now. Yeah. The guy who can't wrestle met the guy who can't talk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hello. I need you. Come with me. Okay. For each like the best at that thing. But exactly, they need the other one. Much like we talked ever, about last week, they fill in each other's blanks. Do you ever find it strange that they never just did Jim Cornette, Bobby Eaton? As soon as I've said that, I'm like, why did they never do just that? That would have been fucking amazing. I'm sure amazing. they did. I don't I'm know. Sure they they did. never did. Like Because the Midnight Express, they had a couple of matches, Ric Flair, Stan Lane, because Ric Flair trained Stan Lane. Very rarely were they split up. Um. <laughs> Ooh. Um, now, what's I want to say this also about George Goulas is uh, he wore a ring jacket, and there are so many photos of the ring jacket and the trunks not matching. You are being pushed as a main eventer, George. Get your fucking head in the game. What the fuck are you doing? There's a lot of things, though. Like, if you're like, I'm going to become a wrestler, maybe like at least have abs. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least trying to have abs. Um, I know, but it's the 70s. No one had abs. Except for here's Super a George Goulas, uh Here's a George Goulas story. No, this is just like a fucking... <laughs> this is 180% just some shitty joke. But no Go one ahead. no one likes George Goulas. Like, I don't know. It, so where would you rank this guy amongst promoters' sons? Is he wor- He's worse than Greg Gagne because Greg Gagne could actually wrestle. Yeah, he's not. Here's the problem. Is George Goulas worse wrestler? George Goulas better guy than most wrestling promoter sons. Like George Goulas was so. just kind of, was just kind of a spoiled weirdo. Like he's just like, he just didn't like. What's sort of interesting is it's like he was just raised around them so much that like everyone else is afraid of Harley Race because Harley Race is going to beat the shit out of them. And he's like, Harley, my daddy says you have to sell for me. And he, like that's what's interesting about George Goulas is actually more of a regular guy because it's like. Harley, you're making a mistake. I'm supposed to be so you're supposed to sell for me. Do you know what I mean? Like you're being unprofessional. Like technically speaking, George Goulas was one of the more professional wrestlers in the seventies because (laughs) he was listening to his boss. Like his boss was like, you win and the other guy sells for you. And he's like, great. That sounds like a good plan. And then that wouldn't happen with the other guy and people. And he was like, the fuck dad, dad. Well, let's make the case, though, for why it is good that you have your fucking son be the top guy in the territory, which is very clearly people are still worried about screw jobs in the 70s, and your son's never going to leave with the belt. Like, your son's just going to have the belt forever. And it's also such security because the other thing is Jerry Jarrett, who is the son of Christine, Nick Goulas, this isn't the partner he started wrestling territories with. It's the son of his partner. And I guarantee Nick Goulas is like, well, I'm planning on screwing Jerry as soon as I possibly can. So I can only assume Jerry's doing the same thing for me. Nick just picked the wrong strategy for that, which was use George as his avatar. Like, it would be like this, Dylan. You have a son. It would be like if you, the Wrestler Review was a contentious, highly successful business in the South. And, you, and your plan was like, I'll just make Felix the third co-host, but you decided to do that like three weeks from now. So it would be like, let me, so what do you think about uh, Kenny Omega in, um, in uh, new Japan? It's just like, I just can't work with this guy. You have to work with him. He's the third Mike. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I think it would add a lot to the show, John. 
I mean, I'm not against trying it. I'd be totally honest. You have, we'd really up the cute factor of this program. Oh, yeah. Just talking about how much cum we make with a real baby there. Yeah, exactly. That really adds a lot of danger that not a lot of podcasts have. Exactly. You guys talk about cum by yourselves. <laughs> we talk yeah. about cum, well, we could get charged with a lot of exactly. stuff. Exactly. At any moment, he could start being able to understand the English language. That is the <laughs> Russian roulette we are playing. That is we, the real test. Yeah. Joe Rogan, you have been cucked by the rest of the review. We are now the edge. We are. We are the edge. Joe Rogan's just a guy who's asking questions. One of the questions is, why was Hitler bad? Yeah, exactly. That's a question. Why can't Hitler be my friend? (laughs) Why can't I clone Hitler and hang out with him? Yeah. Why can't I eat Hitler's box? Because the Hitler I want to have has a vagina just affixed to his thigh. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, just a (sighs) vagina instead. No, no. He has a penis as well. So he can fuck himself. So he can make more Hitlers. He has to be able to make more oh, Hitlers. he's a self-creating Hitler. That's pretty he's sick. He's a self-creating Hitler, of course. That's probably oh, actually I, sick. Dylan, did I not tell you that we're just now in a Rick and Morty world? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that this is this is the funny thing about this. is well, I don't think we've done an episode like this in a while. Where it's like I think the closest is Reno from the Natural Born Thrillers. Because it's like, here's literally the five minutes of George Goulas. The uh, gangly man starts as referee. They're like, I'm going to put him in the ring. I guarantee every wrestler was like, all right. No, they're not. And then yeah. they put him in the ring, and then he's like, oh, shit. And then I can, um, I can do this faster. Hey, guys, you know the one guy who insists on being the referee when you play pickup basketball? Well, imagine if he was a wrestler and his dad was in control of the company. Welcome to George Goulas. It sucked, and his dad lost his company as a result, which is the cr- – like, how the how fuck does his do- dad lose the company? Jerry Jarrett um, fucks off. So Nick is basically what happens is Nick is put in these tag teams and then he's just constantly trying to make him George. Nick is constantly trying to push George as a main event star. He puts him in matches with fucking Harley race and Harley has to go for an hour with this fucking guy. Um, All sorts of stuff like that. Nick. You know how difficult it is. I want to see if he's the oldest Greek son. If he's the oldest one, pardon me. I, I cut you off thinking out loud. You continue, and then I'll uh, get back. It's to- yeah, totally fine. So and while that's also happening, Jerry Jarrett and Nick Goulas control different parts of the territory. They promote different buildings, and Jerry Jarrett less and less wanted Nick in his buildings because his buildings were holding the amount of people they needed. So his he could continue to make an absolute cunt load of money while Nick's attendance is going down. And so eventually Jerry just went, me and Lawler are leaving. He took the guy, the heir apparent past Jackie Fargo. There's a reason why George was tagging with Jackie Fargo is how you got someone over in Tennessee is Jackie Fargo. I assume like stopped saying something objectionable to a woman put on a robe and was like, Hey, I know I smell like rye, but this guy's okay. Yeah. Wants Classic to. wrestling where like what they tried to do with the rock and Roman reigns where the rock was like, he's good. Cheer for him now. And everyone was like, no, this isn't the sixties. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did. There's nothing better in the world than seeing the rocks face when people are booing him in Philadelphia at the Royal rumble. And he's like, what, what's this noise? Like, what the fuck are you doing this for? He just, what the fuck? Fuck you. Uh, so here's, it's even better, guys. We have, a, we have something great. All right. So I uh, am married Hard. into a part Greek family. The only thing more powerful than having an oldest son that's Greek is that 
George Goulas was the only son. Oh, no. Yeah, no, Which no, means no. He expected he has... to walk into every room, and the prettiest woman would be like, I am here with my husband, but I am more here to serve you. I understand that I can't be your cum toilet, but if I could be your piss toilet, I'd love it. Mm-hmm. And then just opens their mouth and be like, I know cum is not deserving, but piss I will take. Greek dudes are fucked. Oldest Greek men are fucked. So this guy, like, you combine the privilege of having that, of, like, having his mom just wipe his ass probably until legitimately he um, was in his mid-30s. Mid-30s. For sure. Like, legitimate. So, and then you get that, which is the only son, too, which is just, like, or the only am, kid, sorry. You, it, I am not. He's a psychopath. I'm not trying to play on stereotypes, but I knew. He might be nice. No, no. I, Play on stereotypes, John. So I, I worked for a Greek family in a restaurant. The oh my restaurant... God, John has a rice hat on. No, I do not. Uh, the, John, uh... Uh, wait a minute. Oh no, John's just got tape. Where is he putting it? Oh, oh. no. Oh no. Oh no. Turn the video off. Turn the video. I don't know why I'm doing this. I just want to be edgy. <laughs> no, it just felt good. Um, And they were twin brothers. They were twin. They were the only kids. They had them mm-hmm. like super late. Twin Greek sons. Mm-hmm. They were the most weirdly spoiled people I've ever met. For example, 100%. one time, one time one of them was at the restaurant and I knew his car was there because it was parked in a handicapped spot directly in front of the restaurant. And he got his mom to drive 45 minutes from where she lived to go pick up his girlfriend and then drop her off at the restaurant. Yeah. One of the most <laughs> wild things I've ever seen. I don't even, oh yeah. Like, I was, uh, I, there was a guy I, who I worked at the, as the janitor with who like, I was at stationed at that school, but then people would like roll through, and there was a Greek dude who came in, and he came in half an hour late. Of course, peak COVID, bre- like peak COVID, no mask. Even though like you would get fired if you didn't wear a mask, and um, then he left an hour early, and um, it was because he didn't want to make dinner and he wanted to swing by his mom's house because she had a plate for him. And goddamn right. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I bought my. He's like, I bought. I own a house. I'm a. I'm like a fucking self-sufficient guy. That's all he talked about. And then he was like, I'm gonna go. I've never cooked a meal for myself. My mommy does that anyway. Goodbye. Of course, it's also like George Goulas is also crazy because it's honestly the other thing about that dude is that dude that I just told you about. If you plucked him out as he is and put him into the 1970s, he would have been a top draw as a heel. That is like the the also the talent to find a Greek guy without any personality is fascinating. Every single that's an Greek amazing guy, point. That's such an amazing. Every point single I didn't Greek even guy consider. is custom made. Like MJF just hung out with a Greek guy and wrote down everything he did for a year, and now he has that character. Where Those like, twin, the twin brothers I'm talking about, would be the biggest heels in the NWO. Would of be of course. We would all forget what the NWO is because one of them be like, "Hey, I just want to let you know I'm not wrestling tonight, but we're listening to this song I just fucking found out about," 100%. and then it's. And then it's song two by Blur. And it's like, everyone knows this song, man. And he's like, you've never I heard it the way I found it. Found- yeah, yeah. No, and then like, what was it? My wife went to school with these guys who would go, uh, this one guy who would go, Strifto, Sturreal Deal, just for no reason in the middle of the hallway. Scream it. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's 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 a Vince McMahon-ready catchphrase. Let me say actually this right works. now. Nicola should have come out and he'd be like, First of all, this is fake. But if it was real, I'd beat the shit out of Harley Race. Race, what? Yeah. What? You let you took the last name after the thing you don't like? Ha ha ha. Anyway, cock measuring contest. Oops, don't need to take it out. Just look at the bulge. All right, my finishing move is your bitch gets too near my dick, she splooches. Anyway, goodbye. 
You're missing one aspect? One aspect. And then Paul Heyman saw that was like, this is the crate. Oh my god. I just oh need my. a bunch of Greek guys in a closed yeah. a- arena. What the only thing is then there is some sort of judgment over your business or what you're eating. And I'll tell you why I'm better than you. I don't have any fucking sandwiches with butter in them. Mayonnaise only in my sandwiches. What the fuck's wrong with you? Just like, wait, what? I don't know. No, he'd be like, he'd try something. He would do Bash and Boogers gimmick where it's like you take the food Uh. from the crowd, but he'd be like, undercooked. Yeah. Find who made that. Shame them. Yeah. My cousin cousin makes better French fries than this with his fucking ass. Like, just think you're (laughs) like, what? Biggest heel in the territory for six months, biggest baby face they've ever had for the rest. And anyone who comes into Tennessee would be like, why is this guy a good guy? They're like, just watch him for six months. Also, no one talks. No one has yet to explain to me what the fuck a man in his 30s is doing saying daddy and him not being in some sort of sexual scenario. Like, if you're above the age of 30, that's your dad. You're not. I don't believe that he said dad. I do. I do believe he said daddy. I think he said you you have to sell. And then they added daddy. No, because it's more like Dutch Mantel. These are wrestlers. That's this right. Is like when we talk yeah, about the I'm steroid talking, trial. No, shut up. Shut up. I'm not talking about any no, any wrestler. You shut up. I will not shut up. Ooh, okay. That's something a Greek guy would say. That's right. I believe in democracy. That's why I'm Greek. You're Roman. You believe in. Your mic uh, looks more like a dick than mine. You're gayer than me. That'd be one of his catchphrases. That certainly was. By the way, that is. Give him the longer mic. I got something to say. Bear in mind. <laughs> also, uh, where'd my... you get that accent? I have no idea. Yeah, the, my dad, my mother. Uh, anyway, uh, the manager of that restaurant that was owned by the two Greek brothers, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he would text me for years afterwards and go, I want you to know I don't think you're a comedian. I've never seen you do comedy. And I remember saying, that's you don't come to, a, come to a comedy club? And he goes, I'm aware of what happens in them. That's good Which stuff. Is, See, that's Greek. That's so Greek. Nick Greek- Goulas found the one Greek guy who's not as fun as that. Which is so not... Do you understand... I Dylan's brother-in-law would be in charge of AEW in 45 minutes. He would be on 100%. television. He'd be in like a, in a deck chair, literally just like, uh, yeah, I was talking to this guy backstage, Eddie Kingston. He fucking, he challenged me to a shitting contest. I fucking, I had three logs. They were, the, they were five feet each. That guy doesn't know how to shit. He would nullify Eddie Kingston because my brother-in-law does look like if Eddie Kingston worked out, but also Eddie Kingston would talk about like his heart and soul thing. And then, and then he'd be like, oh, sorry, couldn't hear that. You were gargling on my balls, bro. Yeah. And then everyone would be like, he wins. Hey, guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers. And at 100 subscribers, we'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, 20 $25 if you're really crazy people you guys can donate to thank you so so much for donating patreon uh it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about barry horwitz's dick already is i want you to know how much i love all the patreon listeners i was quietly reflecting on my love while dylan was doing that let's be honest great commercial anyway everyone i just want to say this if you're running a wrestling company right now here's something i wanted to talk about um on a chat but we'll do it right now i think that it's now is a really good time fantasy booking i think has been dead for 22 years um yeah very good it point. obviously peaked during the invasion so we'll say 21 because everyone was like this is the worst way you could have done this i would like to do um this so this will be nick Goulas backslash how would you restart wwe and let's say this uh it, we're recording this a week in advance um so i'm sure not even like like almost like two weeks in advance so i'm sure that 
by now something insane has happened and they'll make yeah. this conversation null and void. But Vince McMahon, as of this recording, has quote unquote retired. He didn't show up on TV. They didn't, and someone else pointed this out on another show, but they didn't have like a month of parades because he's retired. So I feel like he's coming back. But how would you redo WWE now? Like, what would you like? What, um, just what general direction would you say? And not like specific wrestlers, even though I'll probably talk about specific wrestlers, but like what general way would you take WWE? It's very simple. And it's also, also a solve that I would have given to, uh, Nick Goulas, which is don't, don't not listen to your audience and give them, give them a, a bunch of what they want, but also let's start building for the future in terms of having a bunch of different guys and get back to the circus mentality of wrestling. I think wrestling is at its best always when there is a variety of things you want to see. I always like it when the main event picture is always portrayed like it is a big fight atmosphere. It is this fucking guy. Can he beat the shit out of this guy? Only one way to tell. And then you have a variety of different things, whether it's uh, tag teams and their dynamics, just two wrestlers. This is a really good wrestler versus another really good wrestler. Let's see how they're going. You know what I'm saying? All those different things. The WWE needs to get back to being a buffet as opposed to a McDonald's. For the set post WCW, WWE became McDonald's. We have a set menu of things. You can come in. McDonald's you're going to get bad. Exactly. Something like that. It is very much a Burger King. So um, <laughs> I would like them to return to that buffet style. And also, you just have to go with what the audience is saying and trust them a little bit. Relating that back to George and Nick Goulas. George Goulas was not accepted as a wrestler. If Nick Goulas was smart, he would have turned him into a Jim Cornette-esque manager Literally just, George, go out there and say, my daddy owns this company. You will respect me, Harlow. Like, mm -hmm. literally just say that in your shit-eating weird way. Go and be yelled at by Jim Cornette and then just be like, my dad will have you fired. And Southern fans will go fucking say, my daddy told my daddy will fire you and they will go fucking nuts. That's how you could have saved Nick Goulas's company. And the WWE needs to do a similar thing, which was also use what you have. Understand what you've got. What like get rid of Brock Lesnar and start building eight new Lesnars. I mean, this is the thing about uh, this is the thing about that, though. It's like. George Goulas, I mean, this is, I'm trying to find a George Goulas promo. I just don't think he had the, um, I just don't think he had the promo skills to be a wrestler. Like, to, he had none of the things that make up being a good wrestler at all. And yet that hasn't stopped so many other wrestlers. He tried That's the even to crazier part. Still, because I gotta like I gotta. I'm looking at a promo right now from um, November oh, of '84 that he, he came didn't back. fucking yeah. He tried to be a promoter a variety of different times because uh, there were still people that were loyal to him and his dad, like Tojo Yamamoto. Is that yes? Who he started a restaurant? The with. restaurant with yes, Greek and Oriental cuisine. Oh no. Um, that I like, also think that what a what a two two tastes that do not complement each other. <laughs> Here's mm. some friggin' chicken balls covered in tzatziki. Actually, that'd be okay. That anyway. sounds pretty all right. Um, let me say this: what's <laughs> also important about George Goulas is George Goulas also big problem was he pissed off a bunch of guys who went on to start podcasts. So George Goulas's territory at the time was Jim Cornette, Dutch Mantel. Everyone's interested. He pissed in off all Reyes. the talkers. Yeah, he pissed off all the fucking Gertie gossips. It's like it's a real mistake yeah. to piss off um, 
uh, me or Dylan, because we are gossipy girdies. Unfortunately, only with each other, so it doesn't go far. Mm, but this Ooh. is the other. Well, it's like, but back then, exactly. Like if you you piss someone off, and then they're in the next town immediately. So it's like you know, and this sounds obvious, but communication wasn't the easiest back then. So like. All anyone had heard of George Goulas was he's a fucking piece of shit. When in reality, maybe most of the blame is on his dad just being like, everyone else has a champion that's their son. Now my champion is my son. And the only thing he does, which is insane, within the span of six years, he wins the tag titles 12 times in that territory. So one, twice a year, he's winning the tag titles. Wow. Yeah, man. And like that, they talk about his. Um, he is. Tag su- he must be. He must have been like a tag team specialist, though. Like he must have been really good at tag teaming wrestling. Was he was very just, good at tag team. Okay, good. Well, yeah, then Tojo yeah. Yamamoto, who's like, I feel bad because for sure, <laughs> there's that. He just picked the. He just just picked the wrong side in that dis- disagreement. Tojo Yamamoto, exactly, because he was like, oh, I'll just become. I don't know anyone here. I'm friends. I'm tagging with the promoters, kid. This is a sweet. Like I'll get twenty years out of this. Oh shit. Yeah. Well. Wrong. Pick the wrong side. Yeah, and it's also yeah, that man, thing of like, crazy. like because also Tojo Yamamoto is he was part of that fucking was he not concession sand brawl with Onita? He was the other part of that tag team. Like he is historically a very important figure that should be remembered more than he is, but because history is this weird thing of like that split created the Tennessee that we all know about. So George Goulas, which was the foundation of what Jerry Jarrett created, is never discussed in the same way. Well, this is this is the probably this is the like um, probably a, a hint is that if you're tagging with George Goulas, then you are a very trusted employee of the territory because you get three times he's the champ with Bobby Eaton, three times with Jackie Fargo, Gorgeous George Jr., Ken Lucas, Rocky Brewer, and Tojo Yamamoto. So wait, whoa, whoa, I'll, he tagged with Rocky Brewer? Yeah, the Rock, wow. the original Rock. <laughs> I the original Rock, and honestly, he does not have a Wikipedia either, Rocky Brewer. Wow. That's, not, that's probably not That's good. not In wrestling, if you're a wrestler that doesn't have a Wikipedia, like either you took yours down because you're hiding from your ex-wife, or people were like, who? No. <laughs> yeah, and um, this is just one part of Jerry Jarrett's like weird career where he just sucks up like he just and this is the thing where it's like people talk about when vince killed the territories it's like they were all trying to kill each other constantly yeah like, no 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 this man the, raped Bill. people and helped people get away with murder you don't need to also add where it's like you know when people something when people try and lop on a bunch of shit where it's like r kelly's a pedophile and he he's not, hey, he has he, bad he, grammar he write his songs it's yeah like, well don't even mention that like, yeah it doesn't matter about that if the first thing you said is a pedophile you don't need the second thing well, it's also this thing of like no one talks about the fact that they'll be like, well, if Bill Watts had done it, we all would have been protected. I'm like, no, you would. You're all lucky it wasn't Bill Watts because I got news for you. Wrestling would have blown up in five years because Bill Watts would not have fired Pedo Grizzly Smith, who was essentially his vice president. Like you have to understand, like, oh yeah, say, Vince McMahon knew how to cover up a crime. Like it took them f- fifty years to get him on something, and it was only because he was preparing to sell the company for billions. Yeah, he was a grabby, grabby guy. And, like, and so another thing that was pointed out by multiple people, but, like, I guarantee Vince McMahon doesn't even think what he did was bad at all. No. 100%. There's no way he does. There's no way he thinks 
But um, building the up reason, my question, and also again, the reason why he was forced out so quickly is if and when we get the information from that investigation, is more than likely going to point that he took the money, and if he is still involved, which means they lose the company completely. So it can't. The only reason he's not there is because he couldn't fathom the stock price going down because it'd be out of the hands of the McMahon and the street would panic briefly. Well, yes. Well, as of this, once again, as of this recording, he has still like 80% of the controlling power and shares. So it's like whatever Vince McMahon thinks should happen will happen. And like you said on the original. But again, he doesn't have the he doesn't have that power in the same way. I know that like he still has all those stock. But if the like him as CEO, if that investigation points to that, like he can have all the stock in the world, they will remove him and he has to cooperate because he doesn't want that company to just be lost to him forever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. But I'm just saying that like, like you said in the original stream, he's retired quote unquote for six months. Yeah. Like the, there's no way that if he actually retired, like as of this recording once again, but like Stephanie McMahon led one weird chant and uh that's that's it so far but like it'd be like you know what i mean they'd like change every the the name of every arena they perform in would now be the vince mcmahon center for a full year yeah again i i know that everyone i i actually do not think he if this is actually serious and they found something which would cause him to retire he's not coming back because if he comes back then they are at risk of having the stockholders remove the family from the company like it's it's bigger than the he made a, an ego error by using company money. By doing that, they can remove him completely. So it's not even if he has all the controlling interest ever, it undoes that if he has used company money. That's the only thing in corporate America you can't do, as proven by the all the other fucked up shit people do. This is what they had to get him out of. It what is it's like that thing of like yeah sorry, go ahead. Let's no say worries. this about um. Just to wrap this up, though, George Goulas, um, it was three years before Jerry Jarrett split and uh, formed the CWA. And he specifically was more and more upset about the draw being affected in Louisville, both according to Jerry Jarrett and Jim Cornette, and did not want George wrestling in Louisville because Louisville obviously was just a fucking moneymaker, apparently. Mm-hmm. Because it was on a two, like it was part of their loop. It's that interesting thing of like, it felt very much like stand up of like, well, we can't book that guy because I need to keep that one gig on this loop and he will bomb at that loop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that very yeah. interesting promoter mentality, which is gone right now, but it needs to come back a couple. Like, I just like, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, all of the things that we used to hate are, are you see the purpose of after a little while, where you're like, oh, that's why. Certain acts will yeah. work in certain places. Yeah, according to Just Mantel, George Goulas is the worst worker he ever saw. That's crazy. It's pretty cool that like these old territory guys can't even agree about like racism, but they can agree they hate George Goulas. Yeah, they all because George Goulas did affected their money and also was snobby it's about it. Just fun to talk shit about a guy. Yeah, I hate him. What else did George do? Oh, here's what George <laughs> George ate his sandwich like kind of fast. Oh, I fucking hate him. You know when he, like someone starts yeah. getting bullied, there's a reason, but then eventually that's got lo- gets lost, and you're like, of I course. Heard George, I heard George took a dump and sucked his own poops. Oh yeah, I could believe that he would do that. Yeah, that sounds like a real. They call that doing the ghoulie. He also was the NWA World Six Man Tag Champion thirteen s- times and because belt holder. You all are aware that Nick Goulas was famous for how, uh, what he kept in his desk? Jizz. Uh, no, that was in the right uh, right hand drawer. In the left hand drawer, he mm-hmm. kept a 
drawer Done. full of titles because one of his favorite uh promotion tricks was he would declare like in like three weeks we're gonna have a night of champions and he'd bring a bunch of wrestlers into his office and he's like you're the texas brass knuckles champion you're the nwa three like <laughs> he just had them in his ba- in his fucking That's awesome desk and just like there you go like so it's one of those things where it's like how did george get that belt and it's like how he got everything else is his dad brought him into his office and gave it to him 13 times the nwa world tag six-man tag team champions exactly. which i mean i want to see if there's actually a lineage before this no yes there was oh no all right so there was because roy mcclarity pat o'connor and yukon eric won the original oh my titles. god okay and then 19 years later it was revived for, as you said, Greek Championship Wrestling in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was revived for Brawl Championship Wrestling. Yeah, and then it took three years on, and then um, yeah, and then they uh, then they revived them for the NWA for a couple of years. Back when the NWA, which is something that AEW had, every single match had a title: six man tag team titles, tag team titles, USA tag team titles, television title, US title. We're doing, uh, we're having New Japan come over. Now their titles are in here, just like so much fucking shit. I mean, what's so crazy about AEW is it went from like, we got three championships. What's that? We got nine. What? Why? I don't know. Tony bought Ring of Honor and we're just doing that now. Uh, shut up. Yeah. Fuck you. The toughest guy with a toe ring title. He's got a belt, not just a toe ring. All right, John, let's wrap it up. Before we do, here's what I think WWE should do. I think they should get new people in the main event. And I don't mean people they already are in the company. I'm talking about like sign guys who for some reason or another have just never been in your company i think the number one guy they could sign is like nick aldis i don't understand why he's never been in wwf like a very good question yeah promos big wrestle okay who needs it i mean i'm good at wrestling now you need guys who can do promos nick aldis is a great shout i would also think that there is a very slim but they could use the fuck out of not zach Ryder. but if they brought fucking matt cardona back in as he has become on the indies Yum, yum, yum. Here is what I say the WWE does. Speaking of nepotism, is Cody Rhodes' quest for the belt? Oh, yes. It's going to, that's definitely uh, happening. I, I want no on screen, screen authority figures. I just want a cavalcade of wrestlers who are here to stop him. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then also, just like, I want a fucking authority figure. This will get me hard. It was just an old man. I want Jack Tunney back. I want another oh, Jack Tunney. yes, as do I. He would be a dope authority figure, actually. Go ahead. He tweets himself, Gerald Briscoe. Just Gerald Briscoe oh my at God. a desk being like, um, Cody oh. Rhodes' actions have resulted in a suspension. Cody Rhodes will be like, am I going to stop watching this? This is putting me to sleep. No, I'm not. This man exudes authority. John, what's the best thing about George Goulas? At a restaurant, he opened with uh, Tojo Yamamoto. Worst yeah, thing about it was uh, how bullied he was by all the other wrestlers for being bad at something. I think the best thing about George Goulas is that he um, got Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler out of the cities that um, the Goulas That's family true. ran in, saving the trauma of so many people. That's a very good point, Dylan. Yes, and the worst thing wrestling uh because he didn't have a wrestling move he looked he was the he was the exact opposite of roman reigns he's just all the things you wouldn't want in a professional yeah that's very good point it's so funny actually yeah but again but here's the thing the height in this situation was against him he looked like gilbert he like greek gilbert yeah as dutchman tells that he looked like a he looked like a uh 
uh, water bo- uh, milk bottle with arms. Yeah. Whatever the fuck if we talked said. about Road Dog last week, he's like Road Dog. If they were like, no, where's very small trunks, Road Dog? Yeah, he's Road Dog. If Road Dog got like, if Road Dog was just into coke and then started wrestling, as opposed <laughs> to what Road Dog was, was he's like, hey, I'm uh, I'm gonna start doing coke now that I'm in wrestling. <laughs> And this is the other thing about the way George Goulas looks as far as professional wrestling. Um, Obviously, if you're outside of wrestling, that doesn't matter at all. But the weird thing is, like, there's a certain just, like, genetic thing. And I don't even mean, like, predilection to having muscle. I just mean, like, the way your face is and, like, body hair. And George Goulas had the dinkiest body hair possible, where it's just one patch in the middle of your chest that's, like, also patchy itself. So you just kind of look like a... You just... You have to get so jacked to not look out of shape. Yeah. Like, if he shaved what... his chest, it looked bad. Just the one patch. Like, you can be, like, hairy, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that guy's got a lot of hair. He's true. He's probably masculine. But it's like, nope, we found the only Greek guy who's not hairy. Can I also say this about uh, being hairy in the chest? If anything in the last five years has suddenly, weirdly, quietly come into vogue, that's the fact of, like, arm and Maybe shoulder hair. 70s. Let's do it. People are back into mm. wanting hair suit and as a man who looks like he is covered in a ghost's pubes mm. i'm happy to hear it <laughs> next week we're going next week we're doing something because i'll be on vacation next in week in edinburgh you might be listening to a chat between me and john robertson that was held as soon as we were done talking Vince McMahon retired. So it has nothing to That's do with Vince McMahon retiring. Funny. That's we good, literally though. ended Vince McMahon retired. So it's a fun classic wrestling chat with just a uh, a fellow cum monkey who decided to give us some time while Dylan was in uh is in vacation land. Dylan, where are you going for vacation and why is it uh the Donbass in the Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Sri Lanka. Yeah, and that's right. Trying Dylan. to start my own government, John. So as of this recording, uh, we will have the welcome to the regime review. Mm. <laughs> yeah, things going well. Best Here's of the best thing. Dylan about is Roman successful Reigns, leader. I think is if that if you disagree, I will brutally take all your food. I will take all of your land. Here's what's nice if Dylan became a dictator is he would be very harsh, but very rarely. It's only when you annoyed him while he was looking at his phone while stressed. Mm-hmm. I wish it would be yeah. all the time if I was a dictator. No, I feel like you'd actually be very relaxed if you just knew you were in charge. You're like me. As long as you I'd know, be dealing sp- with coups. No, I think you would. You would fucking. You do a quick purge right at the top. You'd oh, have five yeah. years. Quick purge. Quick purge. All I think is, and you guys can take this to the bank. You kill one child on air. That's it. Everyone's fine with you. Everyone's it's really weird it. how many times you've brought this point up on the show. I gotta tell you, like I it's, talk I about lo- it quite I... a lot, and also I talk about it in my personal life, and also it's the last thing I think about, and the first thing I think about when I wake up. I mean, I. I what I like about working with you is you're a consistent broadcaster. <laughs> I'm a consistent broadcaster. I'm a manly man. All right, I gotta, I gotta go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Patreon.com/backslash/wrestlerreview, and uh, at the John Hastings at Dylan Gott for all our information about shows. Go to John's show in Edinburgh. Go to Cole Cabana and John Hastings. Suck each other off while they watch and- wrestling or whatever. We just want to take one uh, last opportunity to thank everyone who prescribes to our Patreon. It really, really helps us not pay. Prescribes. Either way, do whatever the fuck you want. Well, it's a prescription uh, for our Patreon. One yeah, Patreon, prescri- please. Yeah. The do- oh, you need a laugh. Why don't you talk to these two old <laughs> oh, You need a giggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need these. Uh, have you ever seen two people whose weight fluctuate while they lose their hair slowly? Mm. I've never seen them talk about wrestling before. <laughs> <laughs> 
But thank you so much, everyone uh, who does uh, give money to the Patreon. It actually does really, really uh, help both Dylan and I. And if you've ever thought about per- contributing to the Patreon, fucking do it, you cheap fuck. Everyone suck our dick. See you in hell, Dylan. Fuck you. Bye-bye. All right.